do this like in different locations? Like, could I be? <laughs> yes. Welcome, everyone. Erin's <laughs> on her own. I'm on my own island today. I was no, like, I'm just curious. Like, so you can. the reason why we're here today, today's a Tuesday, because I'm going to the beach tomorrow. And I was wondering, just as you started it, like, mm-hmm. can we do it from different locations? Mm-hmm. How? Like, I had to log you in. So, so you would log me in to your part of Anchor, and then we would... I mean, I think we could. That'd be kind of fun to like. I'm. You could hear the ocean. I'm in the Bahamas. You know today. what I mean. We I should try it. Was, it wishes the Bahamas. But anyway, well, hi guys. It feels like. I don't even know what in here. August. Balmy. It is. It's a little humid. <laughs> it's where my hair's up in a bun today. You can't see, but Alex can. <sighs> it was so humid today <sighs> that I was not even gonna try. Your hair looks great. Oh, What's I new? didn't bother washing it because you know. Well, so it's the grease that's keeping it nice and slick. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, You're lucky that I'm standing. The, um, yeah. <laughs> the topic of today, ladies and gentlemen. It's not standing. It's not standing. Well, it's about expectations and what buyers have. And this, I think, is this specific to buyers, do you think? Or do you think this is sellers too? The idea is like having, when you have an initial consult on both the lending side and the real estate kind of like, what do you call that in your first meeting? Consult? Yeah. You have a conversation about what you want to do, right? Like, what are your expectations? What are your goals? What are your goals? What are your dreams? So on the lending side, we call it, the, I call it the discovery call or the discovery meeting. Like, I'm finding more, I'm finding out about you, finding out about your goals, your wishes, yeah. your timeline, all of that jazz. But Alex and I have been talking lately about how, you know, that, those expectations tend to evolve. They involve... And when I say evolve, it's a nice like, way of saying change. <laughs> and they right? can change. Because you have to Hourly, be, it seems. Totally. And you need to be transparent about anything that has changed mm-hmm. um, in order to just set up the whole thing for success, right? So mm-hmm. you have sit down and have a conversation about goals, and you have five goals that you want to meet, or five, you were saying non-negotiables. You said three non-negotiables. Five or three, whatever you want to call. I just like to come up with... When I'm going... Personally, when I'm going to a house, okay, before mm-hmm. I bought, I knew that I, I, I knew my non-negotiables going in, that I walked into a house and I could write it off based off, it doesn't have this. And they weren't petty things like an updated whatever. Right. It was actual physical space that I could not create again. Like you can't create more backyard space or more outdoor space. If the limitation's not there. Right. You can't do, if it's a one-car garage, say, you I want a two. two. Right. But there's, and like, you know, some people, it would be, I want a main level office. Well, you can't recreate that in all, in, in every circumstance. Right. So. So for you, it was a matter of you knew exactly what your non-negotiable was. I knew I wanted open floor plan, which, yeah, you can try to recreate, but I knew I already wanted it to exist. I didn't want to have to do it. And that's one of your wants, not buying a, not even a fixer-upper, not something you have to do demo on and redo. So that's part of, you know. Yeah, that was one of them. And the next one was I needed or I would two-car garage it couldn't be like one car outside it needed to be that and then also some form of usable outdoor space that was large enough 
for what I wanted. So did any part of that change as you were, like you were steadfast. That was exactly what you Those knew. Those were the three. Cause we lived in our rental for so long right. that you kind of figure out what you really like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that. Well, you did. Some people don't ever get to that stage. Some people can't figure it out. No. So I think that's part of this topic, right? So it's a matter of, even if you haven't figured it all out, you need to figure out a couple of things. That's why I said three. Three or five. Like Just call it three. Three three. is, it needs to have a, I don't know, an island for entertaining. It has to have an island. I do parties every Sunday with my family. Or it has to have a fence backyard for my dog. Or whatever it may be. Whatever it may be that you don't want to go in and have to change afterwards. That you know for sure you would if you didn't, if it wasn't there. Correct. To your point, having a minimal amount of, let's call it the A list and the B list, Mm -hmm. right? What's on your A list? Those are things that you won't. They have to. Yeah, I won't buy this house unless it has correct a two car garage or whatever. And then your B list, which is I want these things, but maybe I could do them down the road, or maybe I could be flexible. Yes, and if that B list has a lot more pluses. Then it's the home for you. Right. So you can, that's if it's checking it. all the stuff off of your A list and yeah. the majority of your B list, then that's how we literally cross, like, what do you say? Like, dot all your T's. Yeah. No, dot all your I's. Cross all your T's. Jesus. Dot all of your I's. You can tell it's the afternoon. <laughs> um, I but, hope you uh, don't but, dot your T's. I think, it, I think that's why I've been getting in trouble in my emails. I've been dotting my T's. <laughs> Are you dotting them across <laughs> like this? Back to top. Um, so, um, when you're taking buyers out and they've mm-hmm. told you everything they want in a property physically, um, you know, how important is that if that any of that changes to communicate with that? With I remind them in every house upon walking in. Oh, what they've, what you discussed. This house hits main level study, four bedrooms upstairs, whatever it may be. Yeah. Your, your, your things that you've expressed to me that you want in a home. And if I, I'll tell them, it hits all these things. Then we tour the house. Then I ask them what their feedback is. And I remind them, remember. This does do this. And this it does. does do this, 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 and this. And what is it that's holding you back? What is it you don't like about it? Are these things where maybe it's too many upgrades and now we're into a cost aspect where we're like, okay, this is going to be moving in. It does have the space, but I have to upgrade every single bathroom. And that's now, what, 20000 plus? Right. Okay. So, but small things, I'll remind them that but that's going to be in every home. We're always sure. going to find small things. And you've vetted most, like when you take them to a home, you're already making sure that it meets all of these. Things. I will not show them a home if it doesn't meet it. Yeah, and I'll remind point? them, like person today wanted to see a house and I go, you don't want to see that. They said, why? I go, because it backs the major power lines and that's on your no list. I've shown you a house that has it and you said I would love it if it wasn't backing the power lines but isn't that so funny i deal with this it's like amnesia on the on the lending side as well so if someone says listen i cannot afford more than two thousand dollars a month i will not go over that dollar amount that's my budget okay and then i know they're going to tour properties on saturday so on thursday we do a loan analysis of let's say four properties Mm -hmm. and or maybe they're going to see 10 houses and top four are you know do we narrow it down to the top four and we do numbers on them right just to give Mm -hmm. them a scale then we go over it together 
so they understand all the numbers in each one. So truly, if they walk in on Saturday and love it, then there's no other questions. Correct. They're writing an offer. That's the way to set it up, right? And they're pretty much all within the same price point, I would gather, Well, they too. are, but then there was this one, and this is a specific example. There was this one that was in a historic district. Ah, so then you have taxes. The taxes that, were yeah. insane. And Rockville it really, or really, Park? No, it was up in... Um, Frederick? Frederick. But... You get double. I mean, I'm saying double. Yeah. yeah. Easily you get taxed twice, essentially. And I don't even know if it was Frederick. Was it like some cities? It was like a city. It was like a city. Rockville tax. does it. Tacoma so Park. The moral yeah. of the story is that it completely <laughs> took them out of their price point. It's it's essentially it like bumping up two hundred and fifty dollars, right? Okay. Instead of all the other ones were like between nineteen fifty and two thousand fifty. Right. Okay. So 150 to 250 dollars more than and at that their maximum price. You could be looking at a comp- different. Yeah. So then the question. So I said, okay. Well, we've seen these. So here's where we are. Yeah. Here's what you've said your down payment maximum is. Here's the loan programs we've discussed. Da 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 da. da. Here's the payment on this one. So I'm gonna go ahead and eliminate this one for you. You don't need even to go look at it. Okay. Well, and then they. Well, we'll go look at it. Well, it's not. What you said you wanted. So they changed what they said. Well, yeah, and that's fine. But then, but then, what if you know for certain that you're not comfortable there? Why, are, why you are, are we to look at it? Why at are you looking at it? Because curiosity sets in. Well, because it's beautiful and bright and shiny, yeah. and there's nothing that needs to be done to it. And yeah. okay, well, yeah, you can buy it. You can afford it. I will give you a loan for that home. But what you've told me is that you are. Only comfortable two thousand dollars. So where do they end it with? They went to it and said they loved it and they wanted to write an offer on it and they did and then they actually out they lost out on the bid. It was competing and because they were already way over, over their property, they can't they be competitive. You and couldn't be competitive and that's a big piece of this, right? Like if you're already yes. at the very very tippity top of your price point with comfort level because of other things that are on your non negotiable list, like how much money you want to invest. This or what just kind of happened to me last week. I was telling you before, same yeah. thing. They could afford more, yeah. but their comfort level was right fifty thousand less. So, a conversation that I have to have a lot is. Am I going to overpay for this house? If I, you know, go into an escalation, if I go this, this, and this, and I say, well, listen, like, you have, that's, an, you have an appraisal contingency for a reason. If it doesn't appraise, it doesn't appraise, and then we talk to the, we, we go yeah. back to the drawing board at that time. That being said, there's no such thing as, like, these crazy deals. Like, it's literally been 10 years. These short sales and foreclosures are gone. Like, those things don't exist anymore. You can't get a house for for you're lucky if you get a house for list price today, let alone around here. Yeah. Around here. Yeah. Right. Back then, you know, the homes were listed for 600 and you could offer 525 and somewhere meet, you know, you could do it. it you can't It anymore. doesn't anymore. It doesn't exist. No. And, and I if do it does, then there's something majorly wrong. I, yeah. I do think that the HGTV era has kind of fizzled a little bit because it was in the last five years, it's been like, well, I want to, I want to fix her up or, and I want to. I want to buy a house for $100,000 and put $300,000 no into it. Like, work anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I think that has visited a little bit because it is a huge pain in the neck, like, to do yeah. all that stuff. But I also think that, you know, as a society, like, the things that are on television, what you hear on the radio, like, those are all things that people are like, well, I can do this and I can yeah. buy a fixer-upper or, or I'm going to get a home for, you know, pennies on the dollar and 
that's maybe not as prevalent as it used to be. But there's a lot to do yeah. with the expectation of if it's listed, and this is specific to our market, right? This is the DC Metro. So it's almost unheard of right now mm -hmm. for a house to go for less price. In, a, in certain price points, yes. In certain price points. The competitive price points are going to be like 450 to 650 I would say even there. 350 to 650 Well, that's a whole nother, yeah. Because yeah. when you get down into the 200s and 300s, those are cash deals for those a lot are, of investors. Yes, those are going like that. Anything over that, you're going to have a little more wiggle room as far as pricing goes. So it's just, anyway, this topic came up because... Um, how do you be? How are you competitive in this market, and still get with the things that are non-negotiable? And my, my short answer is, you have to really narrow down your non-negotiables. Yeah. To achieve your, those top three. And goals. those non-negotiables will also push you to say, "I'm willing to pay more." Okay. Then my comfort, maybe it's a hundred dollars more, because these are in the house. Right. These are already there. These are things I can't change. Right. Is it worth? $80 more a month. Right. Yes. And those are the things that we have to discuss and is important yeah. to discuss ahead of the game versus why are you looking at something that we know is too expensive? Correct. Why? And there's a difference between between being too expensive and, and not affording it. Yeah, not yeah. affording That's it. That's a very good point. There's a difference between qualifying and yes. not wanting to qualify for it versus stretching, stretching your comfort zone for payment. And Correct. There's a lot of... It's really important to not overdo it, but if, but truly, if we're talking about finding a hundred dollars a month, we can literally look through your bank statements and find a hundred dollars a month that you could not yes. spend. It's so so, and we're I'm, I'm happy we do that. We say yeah. okay, well, it looks like you've spent Starbucks, however much, you know, at I don't know Subway. Who knows what it is? Whatever but, it is, yeah. But it's all about priority, yeah. right? So, what are your top priorities? What are you willing to? do to make those priorities happen and how do we make sure that we're not stepping outside of those parameters that you've set i agree and if it changes then it changes and great we can reevaluate re it but problem is sometimes it changes often and i think that's when you're actually not ready well or that there's something an underlining reason of why you don't want to buy yes or sell I've if you're finding that. every reason why something's wrong yeah, and the other thing I've seen 50% um, of the time is, um, you know, if couples are buying together, the spouse is not agreeing on those top three things. And really, we're not, we shouldn't even be talking until you guys agree <laughs> with those three things because a lender or a real estate agent in the middle of that is so challenging. Mm. And I, I, I have been in situations before where maybe the wife is dragging her feet a little bit on the purchase, but the husband's really excited. And the husband's kind of like, hey, can you remind... Da, da, da. Oh, they use you They're as trying to ask. Yeah. And it's like, I can't, I can do this, sure, once or twice. Like just, oh, hey, a reminder, I'm still needing this, or hey, I'm still needing that. Or hey, by the way, did you see what I sent you? Or I I'm I'm really yeah. keen on follow-up, but. That's why I say there's an underlining but, but, reason. Yeah, but there's a limit to that. Like I can't, like are you not communicating with your spouse? Like I can't do no. that communication for you. No. Um, but it comes up. But I think sometimes though with those circumstances, there's underlining reasons why someone doesn't want to move forward on yeah, a house or for not. sure. There's definitely something that has not been addressed. Even if it's, if it's not with me, it's not with them, whatever it is. Correct. Or with you. And, um, and I will say that makes our job much harder. Yeah, for sure. 
Because the idea is to Because I don't get paid to drive around. I get, like, I get paid to find you the right home. Right. I don't get paid to go open the door 30 plus times. Right. And then you decide I'm not ready. Well, it's okay to not be ready. It's okay, but, but you need to know, like... why... Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a level Because of like, this is why. This is why I find it rude. Because I could be spending that same time with another client... Mm-hmm. Who wants to see something? Who requested, but I had to move my schedule around, and then they're the one moving forward. I think this is why this podcast is an important topic because it is kind of controversial, right? Like we're in a service industry, like we want to do everything we can do to, in order to serve you, and even if the client doesn't know what they should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. I've said this to you before, Alex, that buyers don't go to buyer school; they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. We're supposed to tell that we we're supposed to tell them, but. You mentioned underlying things. There are some people that just inherently aren't going to trust us. And it's just the way that it is. And sometimes it comes down to us being like, okay, well, let me know when you're ready to be serious. Or you fire them. I've done that that one. I have, but it's a fine line. It is. Of not being dismissive. Like, I'm here to help you, but here's what... So I, I... you always use the Jerry Maguire, like, meme of, help me help you. Help you. I can't help and you what, when they're ready. unless you let me help you. It's true. So if you don't want me to help you, cool. Like, yeah. I'm down with I'm down with it. But if you want me to help you, here's what we're going to do. And you got to be on board. We're all pulling in the same direction. Exactly. And then on the opposite, really quick, is we just talked about buyers, but sellers. Hmm. Seller's expectations are exact are, are the opposite of what you said earlier. Seller's expectations are we list at this price, we get more. I see. We I don't see. get a penny less. Now that that's resale. Not sure, new development, new construction. Obviously, you know you're gonna have a little bit of a of a flexibility there. Right. But it's interesting that now with resales, it's a lot of sellers think their home is the most beautiful home it's the best on the home. street. It's the best it's home the available best today. Home. Yes. And to and them it is. We that's have their, to come in. That's their reality. And it, it must be really hard for you to come in and and, go, and bring them down a notch. Yeah. And let them know that it's not in a very polite way or that the feedback we get. And so it, it's, in, it's, it's definitely both sides. Right. Buyers want the best deal. Buyers find every reason why a house may be wrong. Sellers find every reason why someone should love their house and That's why right. they don't understand how a buyer comes through and doesn't fall in love and make an offer right away. And yet they're on the other side finding 10 things wrong with a home. And then you're in the middle trying to... So, like, we're mediators. Very much a mediator. Um, it's all. I'm just going to touch on this real quick because I don't want us to go down a rabbit hole with it, but how many times have you taken a, have you had, have you walked into a seller's home to list it for sale and you've had to tell them to take something down? To, so Every as, single time. Okay. So every single time. Every single time. Because you don't want to lower the demographic of who could potentially purchase the property based on. I want a clean canvas. I want someone to come in and say, my, my artwork can go on this wall. Mm-hmm. And I want it neutral color paints. It, 
I think that's the problem. People go, but I love the color, whatever. I'm like, right, but we're great. not. But you live here right but now. But you live here right now. Yeah. And you're wanting to move. You want someone so else to live paint here. Paint your next house that color. Yeah. Or yeah. Or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Or or on the flip side, how many times have you taken a buyer into a home and they've been offended by something or didn't like something? Happened today. Saw? Oh. <laughs> it's. I I almost say it's sometimes. But, like, sometimes I think it's really bad agents that don't advise their sellers <clears throat> on how to prepare their home to come to market. Right. And that those are the sellers that typically then have horrible photos, horrible marketing, right. and that they're sure not all the time. doing, they're not serving their client. Right. So then I have buyers that will come in because obviously it's a home in a certain neighborhood, they want to see it, and then they're knocking it. Feel bad over something that's not like a part of the house. Yeah, anything, whatever huh. it may be. Oh, the carpet. Oh, you know, there's there's too much clutter. You can't look beyond whatever. I mean, you you have to think. People want to walk into a model home. They don't want to walk into yeah. your cluttered kids bedroom or yeah. something. Yeah. I know that's a far example. Or your house smells like animals. You don't want to walk into that. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a fine line with, but I will knock it down. Well, I'll, I'm happy to go into any seller's house and let them know. Well, I'm polite doing, about but, it. But you're doing that. You know, you're also telling them that you're you're doing that. I'm doing so that because that I know you, what their needs are. Their needs are they want to sell their home, and I know what price, and I know what they are asking me what needs to be done. I'm going to tell them. I'm not going to lie to them and well, say. Well, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the point is that. You want buyers to come in and picture themselves living in that home. So, therefore, removing Correct. any personal touches that yep. have made it their home for that period of time. But if you want this home to sell, this is what is going to put your home at an advantage. Correct. Over look at these other homes listed in the same neighborhood Correct. with the clutter, with the, you know, orange terracotta paint, appliances, and the whatever terrible, it is. you know, yes. huge carpet, like whatever it is. And small details like uh, your handles are different colors on, on one floor. Maybe you have brass handle here huh. and then you update it to stainless steel. It's weird things, but you, you see them. What buyers don't ever notice are the small details. And they, and this is why I say it. They'll go into a house and they go, it looks different, it feels different, but I can't figure out why. Hmm. And it's the small details that really make a huge difference. Interesting. That you're like, why is it that it feels different? Or what is it about this house? And then you go into another house. Until you point them out, then they, they don't understand why. Hmm. But that's what makes them buy. The differences. Mm-hmm. So what's the moral of the story today? The moral of the story is have your top three. I'm going to call it three. Did you see that both buyer and seller side? No. just buy side? Buy side, you need to have your top three non-negotiables maybe. And then if you have a larger family, then obviously you may need five. But top three. Okay. And don't make them small items like granite countertops. Thank you. Right. Make them that's, things that's, we can't You can't change. change. We can't... Yeah. Well, we can't easily change. You easily can do countertops change. in a half a day. Things that we, you would have to add on to the house. Got it. Or things that we can't actually physically change with the space you're given. Got it. Okay. Top three. Sellers, I think you need to have a come to Jesus moment sometimes mm-hmm. and realize that 
you also are a buyer. You need to put yourself in a buyer's shoes and that you yourself are going to look at another home. And what is it you don't like about the home? And then come back and reflect. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Because that's the perfect way to put it as a seller, right? Because you're also going to be a buyer. So what Every are you Every seller is a buyer at yeah. some point. Interesting. What is it you're looking for? And what is it that made you like that house that you want to move forward on over? And how do you emulate that in your home? Yes. It's like that show, um, Love It or List It. Yes. It's a good show. It is. Because they say, what do you want? What do you want? I'm going to create it in the space. You can love it and stay or you can list it and it's going to be even better for buyers. Yeah. Huh. I like that show. And not every home is going to suit every buyer's needs. Like, I know that my home and maybe your home won't suit certain buyer's needs, and that's okay. And it's personalized to me. Right. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm making the, the pool of buyers smaller, but I don't make it so small where well, I'm only going to have... Well, you're not selling right now. No, but in general. Yeah. And that's what I think sellers need to realize also. So great expectations. That's yes. the name of our episode today. Yes. Expectations on both sides. As a seller, as a buyer. You need to put yourself in each other's shoes and understand why is it that maybe they don't like the house and don't be offended by it because right. it's just honest don't feedback. Take it don't take it personally because you're going to go do the same exact thing looking at someone else's house. No, that's a good point. Okay. I like it. It's like karma. 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 What did you have for coffee today? You're the same? Same as always. Or you didn't have the new one. I thought you had the thing from Wake No, I did try one. Um, two. Mm. It's okay. It's oh. just okay. Oh. I had coffee and tea today. I had tea from Starbucks. Alex is on a liquid diet. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in like, um, what is that? Like bikini competition ready. I'm like super dehydrated. You need to go put a bikini on and take some pictures. (laughs) I'm like that super dehydration you have like after the flu, except I didn't have the flu. I just kind of tanned too much outside. A little sun poisoning. A little sun poisoning. I'll just go. That's what I need to do. Lose an inch. I need to lose two inches. I'm going to go get some sun poisoning. I feel like shit. Let me just tell you. No thanks. No thanks. Um, So I had tea from Starbucks today. I had Mint Majesty. Donut shop hazelnut. Sugar free. Delicious. Oh my god, I didn't even tell you really quick. I nice. went to shout out again to Black's Coffee because on mm-hmm. Friday I went there and I ordered cold brew, okay, okay, with oat milk. You told me about this. Delicious. You said this last time, I think. Yeah, but I like, I, I don't know. I just ordered it again. It was so good. You don't need to add any sweetener or anything. Oat milk. All right, I gotta, I gotta look into this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So shout out to Blacks for that. But this is really funny. I'll end it on this. I went to go pay. I'm like, where the hell is my wallet? Like trying to, I'm like frantically looking God. for it. I'm like, I'll be right back. I promise. I'll be right back. And I came back. Thank goodness my wallet had fallen out. In the, Are you serious? In my car. In my oh. car. I was like, oh, thank God. I had this. How am I going to pay for this moment? Because I really want coffee right now. I wasn't so concerned about imagine? my wallet. I was Wait, more concerned have, about coffee. Do you have, like, Apple Pay on your phone? It doesn't work right now. Um. So, all right, you guys. Bye. Enjoy. Next time. Yes. Bye. Bye.